All right, guys, welcome back to the Dirt Bags podcast, uh, episode 1.5. Got my fellow Dirt Bag, Luke Payne, owner of Black Iron Dirt. Uh, what's going on, Luke? What's up, my fellow Dirt Bag, Luke? How are you today? You know, just uh, just enjoying the ride, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. What did uh, what'd you think of that last podcast? There wasn't, um, I, at least for my experience, I light bulb moments have been a fallacy. There really hasn't been a light bulb moment ever in my life. It's you just, I don't know, you take one step and then you take another step and uh, maybe it's a good step, maybe a step in shit, whatever it is. I don't know if I can swear or not, whatever Absolutely. the format yeah, of you guys' podcast is. It's the dirt bags. Um, so I so went to work at I Build America and the way I, I like to put it is there were just differences between how I thought it should be run and how they wanted it to be run. I just can't believe, you know, the amount of content we got in, in one episode. Uh, so we sat down obviously with Aaron Witt and just really just hashed it out with him of, you know, his, his story, his passion, like his mission of like, what he wants to do in the dirt world. And I, uh, I mean, just, it was so exciting listening to him really get into it because if it was very off script, you know, there was no script obviously. And uh, really got him going on on the dirt world. It was awesome. It it was great. I enjoyed it too. One thing that I kind of well, one I liked a lot just listening to it as we were recording it was I've been listening to him for a while. And granted, you know he's got over a hundred episodes on you know dirt talk, but it condensed a lot of those episodes on his story. You know, obviously there's a lot of other people's story on there, but it brought it compared to having maybe 25 different episodes where there's you know, 25 to 30 or whatever it is of bits and pieces of how he operates into that hour with us. So it was really fun to kind of dialogue with him and really dive into his business when he's, you know, doing that with other people. Yeah. It's interesting because he almost interviews people for a living, like you could say, and, you know, that's just part of what he does, but uh, you wonder like how many times he's being interviewed. And, you know, so it was really fun to just have him on our show instead of the other way around and just get to get to jump into conversations, you know, that we wanted to talk about and really just take that direction with him. But uh, just an incredibly nice, humble guy. Um, you know, he's, he's our age. So it's really cool to see how far he's taken this business. And, you know, if, if you haven't, like, you almost have to stop and think like how big the business is in such a short amount of time. And, you know, when I was talking to Aaron, he was just saying like, you know, we are literally trying to reform an industry here. So we can't just do a couple of things, you know, half-assed or just um, do this, but maybe not that. He's like, we need to literally pave the way and we're going to have to spend a lot of money. We're going to have to bring on absolute rock stars to our team, um, but they're not slowing down and they're going to go for it. So I, I love it. And, you know, I just... I see their mission of making the dirt world a better place and just instantly makes me think like, how can I jump in and help them with this mission? And uh, I mean, it's just been so cool to see everything that they're doing. It's almost like, how can you be a part of it with them too? You know, mm -hmm. like making the dirt world a better place. There's so many different aspects to the dirt world. It's like, obviously they're doing a lot to do so, but you know, on our end, okay, what can we do to help as well? You know, exactly. It takes a it takes an army type thing. So and they're they've got a big army behind them. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun to just follow along with them. 
Yeah. And, and he'll tell you like straight up too. I mean, he's like, yeah, we can't do this by ourselves. Like that's why we need people that have this passion you know, with us. We need people um, on our podcast. We need smaller companies like my agency that, you know, we work with one to $10 million revenue companies and they, they can't even like really touch those companies. Cause there's um, they work with much, much bigger companies. So, and then they also just need like people supporting their pages and things like this and really seeing what they're doing. So um, yeah, huge hats off to Aaron, not only Aaron, but the entire team. I, you know, I've talked to many of his team members and they're just like, um, they're all on fire for it. So it's, it's, it's awesome to see. It's so fun to connect with them too. I know like I follow obviously Alex um, and just a couple other of like the higher up executives that build with mm-hmm. um, and they just, they're younger people. And, you know, they're so fun to just kind of follow along with because they have their own stories to tell within the business. So it's fun to obviously follow along with them and, you know, it just brings it to more of like a reality space. Yeah. I don't remember which podcast is on, but I was listening to to Aaron talk about that. And, you know, he's like, he, he was just baffled why people wanted to come work for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were just like mind blown. They're, they're like, this is this is awesome. You actually like care about what I have to say. You know, you're empowering me to make decisions. And he just said like, I I'm surprised every business doesn't do this, you know? So it's, uh, it's something that Luke, you and I talk about quite a bit of sometimes you don't have to do something extravagant or crazy. You just have to like do the right things. And just doing that alone can get you a long ways. And then you pour some gas on that fire and things can really go, uh, get going. Oh, hundred percent. It's, it's, it's not hard. You just have to yeah. do what you're going to tell people you're going to do. You know, there's nothing worse than over-promising and under-delivering, you know? So that's something that we always, you know, just what we try to do is, you know, if we're going to do something and we tell somebody we're going to do it, we better make damn sure that we actually are. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's something that kind of lacks in every industry that I hope this generation coming up, you know, our generation, the one behind us kind of, you know, grabs by the balls and is like, Hey, here's what we have to do in order to make a successful company. You know, that's rule number one, do what you're going to say. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know if, if you've noticed, but I just, I see just so many people coming into the industry and there's not enough coming in. I will say that, but there are just some hungry young people that are like, I want to do this and I want to do it right. And they're killing it. Like they may not think it right now because they may not be cashing massive checks, but um, if they just keep that steady, you know, lay a brick at a time, instead of trying to build the tower in one day, I mean, they're just going to kill it. And I think, you know, we have a little bit more um, like we can kind of say that a little bit more now because you and I have been working together for like two years and we just, we're just trying to be like steady Eddie, just keep, keep going, keep growing, keep doing the right things. And both of our companies are growing, but we're also not done yet either. And we want to just keep going and really scale it up to where, you know, we're not only helping ourselves and our families and our teams, but also helping others who are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I, it's almost, it's kind of tough to obviously teach this, but I was just thinking, I wish I would have like learned how to talk shop, right. In like college, like, how do you know, obviously you have to be in the industry to talk shop, right. You got to know the terminology. You got to know the language of the people. 
you know, and that's something that's learned. How can you learn that earlier on? Have you ever thought, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but have you ever thought of that? Like I look back three years ago yeah. when I would talk to people and I just knew I was timid. I'm like, I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to say something that oversteps, you know, but now I'm like, I'm comfortable what I say. It's right. almost like I'm not worried to offend them type. And it's not even like offending them, but it's just, it's just fun banter. You know, you got to make a connection with the customer, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's something I almost wish I would have learned how to do more of. And maybe that's a public speaking thing. Maybe I should have taken more public speaking classes, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think it's a public speaking thing. I think it's a repetition thing and just a confidence thing, feeling comfortable in what you're saying and what you're doing. Um, I, I was the same way. You know, when I first started, I had to look up some of the terms that we were talking about, you know, because I just didn't know what SEO was or what, you know, hosting for a domain name was or any of that stuff. But, you know, going talking shop like in college, especially in this industry, it's like, how do you get that experience without doing it? And I, I don't know if you can read that out of a book. I don't yeah. think, at least if you could, you probably didn't in college. Cause did you, um, did you go to a two year or four year? So I went to a two year. I went okay. to, it was called Minnesota state technical college or something in Moorhead. And I think what, you went to a four year, right? I did. Yeah. So I went to Mankato, I uh, got a four year bachelor's in sport management and marketing. Nice. Uh, so I'm not using the sport part, but, um, it's interesting because I, same thing with, with me in marketing, I didn't learn any of the stuff I'm using today in my four years of college, which is kind of scary to think about, but I will say it wasn't like all a waste, you know, there's tons of lessons I learned, but w w I guess maybe, um, what did, what do you think you learned in a two year um, like, did you learn anything by the book or was it kind of just like experiences that you learned from? So like when I think back at college, the only, like how I felt of college was still how I felt in high school. Like it was a test. I had to pass the test. Where do I find the answers for this test? Right. You, yeah. we had so many resources. I remember we would take quizzes online and we can search the quiz answers and find them. You know, you'd find the answer somewhere on Google. I don't remember what the website was called. Um, but I didn't look at it as like, I need to learn from this. I need to right. pass. Right. That was the only thing I cared about looking back. I'm like, you know, could granted, obviously I paid attention and some of that stuff is, it, it has no relevance, right. It's just, it's right. a curriculum that they have to teach. And I get that the teachers have to do what they have to do, but because I was so bored, I had no engagement in there. Right. In those classes. So for me, like personally, I don't know if going to school was like the right choice, but above that, you know, remember coming out of high school, you know, when you mm -hmm. graduate, the only question that people would ask you at like you grad parties, where are you going to school? You know, what's, what's your plan? Where, where are you going? And you almost felt obligated. Yeah. Like, Oh, I, I'm going to NDSU or, Oh, Hey, I'm going to ASU or, Oh. And, and if you would to say a two year, the typical response was, Oh, Hey, that's not so bad. Oh, Hey, that's yeah. nope, not the worst thing in the world. Right. So I almost think there's kind of a stigma around the two and four year colleges, right? Yeah. Not to, not to knock the college system at all. I do think there's some major flaws in them, but yeah. I think it's weird. Aaron was, they kind of brought this up on the last podcast here the other day, but they talked about how there's 65 year olds that are teaching 
you know, social media marketing. Yeah. What the fuck do they know about social media marketing? They're 65 right. years old. My, my dad's 55 years old and he doesn't even know how to turn on his phone. Right. So I'm just like, where, okay, let's get with the times here a little bit, but then also I can't bash school too, because I feel like school is not only such a tool for the education side, but I think that's one of like your biggest tools for meeting people because yeah. it, you really have to network to find people that, you know, are in the same industry as you, or they're in different industries that you could possibly use. And again, college, you don't think that you're not thinking ahead and like, Oh, Hey, I really need to go talk to this one. Cause he's going to be a CPA in four years down the road. And I want to know on right. certain things and he could be a really good connection. You don't think of that. Um, so yeah, I don't, the school stigma is what I call it because there's such an argument of, you know, two year, four years, should I go to school? Should I not go to school? I do think school is important, but not for the education. I think right. it's more important for the relationships that you gain. Right. So yeah. how, I don't know. So, and I, I have nothing to say bad about a two-year college. Obviously I don't take a lot from what I learned there. But I do remember some of the people that I've met and I still keep in touch with them today, you know, so obviously there's good connections for them, but yeah, it's it's a tough topic. It's interesting when you bring that up, you know, two year, four year. And, you know, when you say, cause I totally agree with you that um, it's most times it's not so much about the education. It's about like the relationships you build and the um, determination and the, you know, the scheduling you have to have and, you know, different things like responsibilities, things like that. But um, there's also that line too of like, how much are you going to pay for that? So, you know, I did go to a four year Mankato wasn't like the top tier um, colleges, but it was expensive though still. Yeah. I mean, I came out uh, four years with 41 K in student loan debt. I'm like, shit, here we go. You know, gotta pay this off. And so luckily, um, you know, my wife and I, we, really buckled down and, um, you know, paid it off and, you know, basically didn't do anything for a couple of years there, but it, uh, it made me think, I'm like, could I have done this, you know, in two years? Um, I guess a good answer to that for my story personally is I look at the lessons I did learn, like paying off the debt and also like the lessons I learned in college and I wouldn't trade that or go back for anything, Mm -hmm. but I also look at it and say, okay, if I'm talking to a junior in high school that is interested in entrepreneurship, uh, that's a totally different story because I look at that much differently now. Um, You know, I could have started my business with zero degree and then you could have done the same because it not once have I been asked what my GPA is if we're trying to take on a client. And I don't think you've been asked that either. Yeah. What did, what did you get in trigonometry class or whatever you, you know, whatever math you're taking calculus to or whatever. Um, circling back. Okay. So 41,000 in student debt, right? Yeah. What would a $40,000 business loan have done for you if you wouldn't have gone to school? It's interesting, man, because um, I did start the business uh, debt-free, um, yep. you know, I just cash flowed it and we're still debt-free, which is awesome to think if I had 40 K sitting in the account, I mean, I, I know things would look a lot different. Um, and I, I would believe in myself that it would be for the good because I, it would have accelerated a lot of things I'll say. And so if I had that money or, or, you know, you could reverse engineer it and say, if I didn't have to spend that time paying that money back, um, kind of where would we be? So I, I would say, I mean, 
it would accelerate a lot of things as far as like different softwares that we use and our team that we've built. Um, you know, it would probably save us a year, two years even, and really get into the industry a lot faster. But, um, you know, we are where we are and that's kind of where we're building. And I think about it too, you know, I'm about two and a half years into the business. Uh, we niched down in the dirt world probably like six or eight months ago. Would I take a $40,000 loan out right now? And I think about that and I wouldn't because, um, we're just cash flow positive and like, you yep. know, try to, you know, make more than we spend. And we also, it's a different business. We do digital marketing. So we don't have overhead. We don't even have to pay uh, gas for our equipment, um, pay for an office, things like that. So yep. I understand it's a totally different animal in the excavation industry. Mm. Um, but me personally right now, um, you know, I definitely don't regret it, but if I'm talking to an entrepreneur that's a junior or senior in high school, I'd probably have a different conversation with them. What would you tell them? Would so, you like, would you recommend college to them? No, I wouldn't. Um, right. I, and kind of like you said, there's nothing wrong with it, but I would recommend, Hey, do something a little bit different than everyone else is doing, which is yeah. instead of going to college right away, take that first year and, uh, start your business and talk yeah. to, if you're starting an excavation company, give Luke Payne a call and mm -hmm. say, Hey man, like how, how do I invoice people? How do I get started? You know, and you'd sit down with them and kind of walk them through some things. Or if you're starting a digital marketing company, give me a call. And it's amazing how many degrees you can learn from somebody that's done it yep. instead of, um, you know, just trying to go through school and expecting that to kind of pave the way for you. So if you do it for a year, it doesn't work out or you just don't see the path, then you can still go to school. Like school is always going to be there. It's not going away. Plus mm -hmm. a lot of your friends will, you know, be doing five, six year degrees. So you'll Correct. catch right up with them. Correct. So as far as like, so off the topic of the school piece, but still with the school piece, how do people, like, if you do, if you don't go to school, how, how would one person try to go about making those connections with people? Like, I'm trying to think from like a two year standpoint, I'm like, what yeah. could I have done to, you know, be more involved with like school, but not with school. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't know. Yeah. So the first thing that comes to my head, right. When you said that was LinkedIn and okay. I can expand on this further, but LinkedIn is amazing because if you're just on there, you're already ahead of X amount of people in business. And mm. if, if you're active on it and you're reaching out to people that own businesses that you're interested in, there's a good chance they're going to respond back because the only messages you get on LinkedIn are sales and spam emails. That's like, Oh, we're going to 10 X your leads, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. nobody wants to read that. So if you get a genuine message from somebody that's like just looking for advice or looking to grow, um, you're going to get a message back. So jumping on LinkedIn and really just saying like, okay, what do I want to do? And who is somebody in that industry? And then just shooting them a message. If they don't have the answer, they'll send you to somebody that does. And mm -hmm. um, another thing that I got into um, probably about two and a half years ago was writing handwritten letters. Um, I write everyone like a handwritten note. I have a wax seal stamp. Um, but that automatically gets you to the top of their list. You know, whoever you want to talk to or whoever you want to get a job with or get a connection with, write them a note and 
there's a great chance you're going to get a response back. So um, that speaks to everyone in the digital marketing agency world and speaks to everyone in the dirt world. Like no matter which way you cut it, um, just that personal aspect of it, you can kind of get what you want. And then also the reciprocity. So don't just look to take all the time. Like what can you give to somebody as well? So that may be, you know, if you reach out to a big construction company, you're like, Hey, um, we're black iron dirt. And, you know, we, this is what we do. You know, we're very good at grading. Can we, do you have any work that you can sub out to us? Um, here's kind of how we do things. Here's our pricing, things like that. And just see what they say. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, kind of taking it to the dirt world side of things? See, I'm thinking like differently here. So like with college, like say without having to get the education piece, how do you still get that college experience? Like how, you know, cause I think that's important. I obviously one college is super fun. I know I had a lot of fun and I, I know you had a lot of fun too. So like if someone is kind of torn, you know, cause what is it to be considered a part-time college student to live on campus? Right. Is it six credits? Is that part-time? That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So and again, I'm not anti-school, but I all, I'm I'm pro connection, right? Yeah. And college brings a lot of connections. So it's weird. I had this conversation actually with a guy the other day, and he was asking me. He goes, you know, Luke, what should I do about school? And I was like, well, what do you you know what do you want to do? And he goes, that's the problem. I have no idea. And I feel like a lot right. of people going into that school space don't have any idea. So what we were talking about was, okay, you know, where are you going? Going to NDSU? Okay. Um, cause your first year, if I'm not mistaken, is more so generals, right? Yep. First and second, usually. Yep. So I was like, well, how about going part-time? I said, well, what do you want to yeah. do? Like, what do you want to do for work? And he's like, oh man, you know, I really want to, I, I really want to say, I'll just say work in the dirt world or something. Right. Okay. Uh, I really want to be an excavator operator. Oh, I really want to own my business someday. And so I was like, well, why don't you take your, and again, college shout out to them i said well why don't you take your you know classes online and he goes well i could do that um yeah. but then still live on campus to where you still kind of get that experience because and again i don't know i didn't and this maybe you can shed some light on this as well but like in your classes do you meet a lot of people in your classes do you really talk with a lot of the people or is it more so go to class wait for it to be done leave get back to the dorms when you're throwing a darty or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So your first year or two you do, um, you know, and then it kind of like filters through of like, you know, who you end up hanging out with and who your actual friends are as well. So most of my friends I met through darties and different parties and things like that. You know, I met a few definitely in class, but then I saw them on the weekend. So yep. it's, um, my recommendation, you know, to your point is, you, you know, you can either go part-time live on campus, you mm -hmm. know, and then work part-time as well. Or this is something I actually thought about working full-time and living on campus with college friends. So, or friends okay. that are, go to college, because then you still get invited to all the stuff. You're yep. still going to meet a ton of people. Um, and you just don't have the school part which is the part for me that I didn't like, or I didn't look forward to Same. and the part that I didn't get the most value from. So I got the most value from the relationships, you know, the people, the situations, you know, things like that. And really just putting myself out there, living on my own, things like that, but living with 
call people that are in college, I think would be a great alternative. You know, you save a bunch of money, you still get that college experience, but then you're also getting the experience on the job, which Mm -hmm. like you said, if you're looking to be an excavator operator, like you got to be out there doing it and that's how you're going to learn the yeah most, you're going so. to start as a laborer or a hand or whatever is basically right. what i told him and he's like oh i can't just jump in a hole and go from there i'm like no you gotta you know it doesn't really work that way you gotta know a little bit about right. it um but yeah i again i'm not against school school just didn't do me any good the one thing yeah. that i think i missed out on and i and i know it's because i thought i had to work so much yeah, like I worked a full time job while still going to school full times, and like say it was snowing again. I worked for that landscape company here. In yeah, town. I'd say fuck class. I ain't going there. We got snow. Yeah. <laughs> priority. I don't give a shit. Um, so again, I don't know. I don't think working full time is the best because then you almost immerse yourself, and I feel like you do miss out on a lot of opportunities. Yeah, so, so that's true. You know, it's it's one of the balancing things. It's. And it's so tough for a high school kid to know what they really want to do. I feel like, right? you know, did you know what you wanted to do when you were senior year? Not a chance. I mean, I think I wanted to be a doctor, which that didn't work out, but I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad it didn't. And it's crazy though. It's, you know, like you said, when you're in high school, you're 17, 18 years old, you know, you just you're thinking to- of joining frats. You're thinking yeah. of girls. <laughs> You know, yeah. you're out, you're not thinking with your head. You're thinking with the other head, which that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, I don't know. I, how I, I want to know like how one can still get that connection piece. Cause I think that is, that's one thing that I think I missed out on. Granted, I had a lot of friends or had a lot of friends in college and hung out with them all, but they were hometown friends. I didn't meet a lot right. of people that were new friends and I wish I would have. So I don't know when, when we find that answer someday, I think that'll help a lot of people, but I feel like that's kind of the common thing with school Oh fuck school. I'm just going to go work. There's no point. Well, there is a, there is a point still. You still want to meet those people, but maybe the education side doesn't benefit you. Don't get me wrong to be a doctor. You got to go to school, right? You got to know all the veins and all the muscles and everything that happens in the body and all that type of stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's a topic that I've had a conversation with a lot of people. And I actually, it was a yeah. conversation that I had one night with my family. I, we had come yeah. back from dinner. We had a couple old fashions in us. So we were all just giving it our all. And I, I was arguing. I remember with my sister, cause she was like, Oh, you went, you went to a two year. I'm like, yeah, of course I did. You went to a four year. You think you're a lot better than I do. Granted she's really smart, but obviously yeah. the alcohol was talking. But I, I just remember the conversation where I'm like, there is such a stigma around two-year, four-year, you know, again, kind of topicking back down to the two-year, four-year, it's tough. And again, coming out of college, if you don't know what you're going to do, what do you do? You know, and again, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer, Um, but yeah, it's just a big stigma piece. Yeah. And that's a good point because I think it's pretty obvious, you know, to anyone listening that, you know, we don't have the answers, Luke and I, and that's pretty obvious. This bullshit banner that we're just But it is a, it's a great conversation to get some feedback on because a lot of times, you know, say you are a junior in high school, you are only getting one option or one decision and give yourself options. And maybe you start your business in high school. You know, that's an option too, because then you can kind of compare some things. So, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to work for that. Somebody that are working in the same field where you want to go into, you know, learn how to do it or learn what not to do. So, you know, it's, 
it's the the age old debate, but I think it's definitely you know away from school a little bit more, and like people are realizing like oh I once I graduate high school, I can jump into work, but I can also still figure out a way to meet people and hang out with my friends, things like that. So Correct. Um, one last thing and moving to a new city helps, um, especially if you plug into like the college and everything. And if you're not going to school, sure. uh, I moved five hours South from Detroit lakes to Mankato. Didn't know anyone there. I said, all right, this is where I'm going to school. And it's one of the best things I did. Cause I met some of my lifelong friends there. So if that's another way to help people is to, you know, get out, get out of your comfort zone, basically. Yep. You can always force you to get out of your comfort zone. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Cause if I didn't get out of my comfort zone, I would have just sat by myself and done nothing and been bored. I'm like, well, I might as well just be uncomfortable and meet some people. And then, yeah, obviously, you know, it doesn't take long to realize everyone else is in the same boat as you. True. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. I, I, there's so many different stories on college too. I know a lot of people that are like, fuck, I shouldn't have even gone, you know, yeah. they could, you can make six figures without going to school, but it's just knowing those right people again. Right. And it's kind of, it's, I hate to say it, but there is a lot of cases where it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and Yeah. if you want to, if anybody wants to debate me on that, that's fine. But in my case, I've seen that more than not. Right. So. And to dig even further in that it's, it's not so much just getting lucky and like knowing somebody's name. It's more of like, you're good at building relationships and like this person can vouch for you and you can vouch for them. And it's like, that's who, you know, it's not just like, Oh yeah, I'm connected to this one guy on LinkedIn. I've never talked to, you know, that, that doesn't really count, but you don't um, know them. Exactly. And, and, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, business is all about the relationships you build because that's, then the money comes from that, you know, from those relationships. And that's, that's the best way to grow. And that's the most sustainable uh, way to scale is just by putting people in your corner that are going to help your business grow. And, you know, the money follows suit. Correct. Correct. I a hundred percent agree. hundred percent. So, so diving into, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the future of the dirt bags podcast. Um, I know obviously we had our overview episode was first and then we had Aaron Witt. That was like our first official, uh, episode. And then this is kind of the, the next one. month. Yep. So what, what's the structure look like and what's the, what's the mission moving forward? Um, why are we podcast? here? Right. Yeah, basically. Well, um, I, I the, what we want to do with this podcast is we want to interact with people. We want people to interact with us. Um, we obviously per our past 20 minute conversation, we don't have all the answers, no doubt. About yeah. <laughs> it. Um, but I feel like we have good connections. So that's yeah. where we came up with this dirt bags to where we both had positive and negative experiences and, you know, different aspects of our business to where we would like to connect people with the good people so they can maybe miss out on that you know, mistake that they make or whatever. Granted, they're great learning opportunities, but it's still a setback. So if we can help people with those setbacks, I think we did our job, right? Right. So that's kind of my view on it. And then obviously, you know, having Aaron on, I think he's just such a staple mark for, you know, like you said, innovating or recreating the whole dirt world side to things. But there's, obviously they're doing a great job on it, but there's so many different avenues in there. There's there's so many different industries that involve the dirt world. I feel like, 
So it's tough to, you know, grab and pull each one and bring them in, but it's such a big community that I feel like we could reach a lot of people with, or, you know, connect a lot of people with different people in said or different industries. Yeah, absolutely. I I just see it as, um, you know, kind of clarifying that point there as well of just, you know, you and I have had the privilege of working with a lot of companies and, you know, whether it's a tax guy or um, a financing company or a dealership or whoever, you know, we get to kind of see it all. And it's not all direct from us. It's also people we've worked with that have had great experiences. So we're just trying to consolidate that into like one will be website. Um, and then, so that way you can jump on like the dirtbags website and see like, okay, I need to rate, you know, I need some money to buy some equipment. Like where do I even go about learning about that for one? And then two, like going to somebody, someone I can trust. That's like a referral. We'll have all that stuff on the website. And, and that's the goal, you know, the podcast, you know, will be a channel to, to talk dirt obviously. And then to have one guest on every two months to really, um, add value to the listeners. I think that's something Luke and I have wanted to do a bit differently than, you know, my phaser Friday podcast is more about their story, but this will be more about, um, learning and development and really just like diving into some topics that are very relevant in this space and, you know, just kind of, yeah, very relatable and just connecting those dots for people. So, you know, we're always taking, um, you know, advice and taking, suggestions, questions, things like that. So, you know, we, we want this to be a kind of a free flowing platform, not just a podcast. And that's kind of the point of why we started this. Yeah. And you actually on our, the podcast with Aaron, didn't somebody reach out to you and say, Oh, Hey, I've never heard of Aaron Witter build with, build with leaders and what they've done. And, you know, obviously after talking with, or listening to the podcast, they went over and they you know looked up the build with leaders and I'm sure they're probably using it now. So again, yep. you know, bingo right there, class, you know, example of what we're trying to do. And it doesn't, I mean, there's so many different ways we can do that with, you know, businesses to businesses, businesses to consumers, consumers to businesses, you know, there's so many different avenues. Right. And yeah, so I got that text and just, you know, he hadn't heard of the BuildWit app or hadn't seen any of the BuildWit leaders content or anything like that. But he said, because we had that podcast, um, he then searched everything, started digging into it. And he said, he's like, yeah, I stayed up all night, just like digging into the build with leaders and everything. And, and, you know, I just sent that to Aaron. I'm like, you know, this is, this is what we're all trying to do. We're all trying to connect everyone with good quality people, good quality businesses and connect the dirt world. And, you know, to build with mission, you know, make the dirt world a better place. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you want people to reach out to us with questions you want people obviously share this podcast. Like Andy Frizzella says, you have one mm-hmm. fucking job, do the fucking job, share the shit. Right. So obviously share the podcast seriously. Um, but then that'll help us connect other people too, to where if they do have these questions, we have a pretty good book of business of just people that we know that we can refer people to, right. You know, or if they have something that they want answered, we can make that a topic, you know, on this podcast and talk about it with, you know, say it's one of the industry professionals that we know that the topic is relevant to. So yeah, share it, get in touch with us, DM us, slide in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for anyone listening to, you know, if you haven't noticed, like we're Luke and I are both very active on all platforms. So, um, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, I mean, however you need to reach us, you know, you can 
find our contact information. It's all over. So shoot us um, a hotline. Yeah, for sure. So we, uh, you know, we love just talking shop too. Um, I just launched our dirt work marketing website and we have a spot on there where you can just book a strategy call. So it's like a free call. And if you're, you know, at 300,000 yearly revenue, or if you're at 10 million, like I have that option to just like, so you can jump on and talk to somebody that's, you know, I'm in the industry, but also I have a digital marketing company. So I, I, I don't know everything that you know, and probably vice versa. So I can help answer some of those website questions and some of the social media questions, things like that. So it's, it's really a good tool and opportunity to connect with me, but then also like Luke and I are very connected. So we send people each other's way all the time. And then, you know, I've got a tax guy that I use. I send um, excavation companies there all the time because he loves working with them. And it's really just, you know, trying to yeah, financing, we got insurance, all that. Stuff. Yeah. We're, yep. we're well booked with that. Totally. And just trying to, yeah, connect everyone and put them in a good spot to succeed. Yep. 100%. But cool, man. Well, yeah. So, any, you know, before we wrap up here, any um, ideas on the next episode? Obviously, it'll be um, launching in May. So, who, any, uh, any front runners or anything like that? Any ideas? Mm, there's a couple people that I've thought about, um, you know, just with like the space and it doesn't even have to be in like the dirt world space, you know, obviously right. the dirt bag pod, the dirt bags podcast, the people that listen to it are fucking dirt bags. Yeah. Um, shout out, shout out dirt bags, but I want to get other people's you know, and that's another thing I think we forgot to mention. I don't want this to be such a storyline podcast. Obviously, want yeah. everyone wants stories, but I want it to be more of like a beneficial resource podcast as well, yeah. right? Where where people can get some sort of knowledge, some sort of value. And granted, you can still get that from stories, but I feel like if there's dedicated topics or, you know, talking points that we cover helps a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've, I've got a few ideas of, of, you know, who we can talk to, to bring on in the future and hits exactly what you just said, like somebody that can add value to the dirt world or, you know, just to people listening in general, but that have a different maybe perspective or a different, um, you know, line of work that they do. And then we can all learn something because what's the point if we're not going to learn anything of just, you know, sitting and consuming it, because then it's like, you're sitting and listening to music in your car. You're not learning anything. And that's what we want with. Yep. That's what we want with this is um, a way for you guys to really, you know, sharpen your skills, learn at least one thing and then uh, put it to use and also become more connected with um, our referrals and anyone else that we work with. Correct. hundred percent. I agree. I also, I was going to say something, but I forgot what I was going to say. Um, oh, if you listen to this podcast and you have an idea or something you want covered as far as like a topic, let us know. Shoot Luke a DM, shoot me a DM, shoot the Dirt Bags podcast a DM. We'd love to hear from, you know, like you said, Luke, I think we're at 51 downloads after show one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. I, you know, that's better than zero. So hopefully as we continue to grow, more and more people have questions that we can hopefully bring on and kind of shed light to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I love doing this stuff. I'm excited, you know, couldn't have a better co-host to do it with. I mean, dirt bag on the other end. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got to have two, two dirt bags on here. So, um, but yeah, let's wrap it up 